Hey everybody and uh, welcome back to another season of Indie Corner Radio. I'm your host Jonathan Moody and I've got an awesome guest. Uh, he hasn't been on this one before but he was on the original show the independent corner he was one of one of my returning guests for many episodes of those uh please welcome james balsamo how you doing james hey everybody james balsamo here excited to be back on a new venture with my buddy here <laughs> yeah um james and i have known each other for a long ass time i think christina um Rouse introduced us, I believe, you know, if I'm yes, correct. Many moons ago. Yeah. We were, I think we were at, uh, if I'm correct, we were at a uh, horror realm uh, in Pittsburgh. And uh, and she was like, or yeah, I think it was the Pittsburgh one. And she was like, you got to meet James, you know, and everything. And I was like, who's this James guy? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know you at the time. And uh and uh we became friends and uh since then uh I've been in two of your movies. Uh at least I know one for sure. I haven't seen the other one, Alien um the Alien one uh yeah, I was in. Yeah, you're in that too. Yeah. Small role. Small role, but it was Yeah, it was fun though. I had a fun time with that one. Um yeah. but I loved working with you at bite school. That was that was great. Um so I uh, just love love seeing how much you've been doing, and um, so we're we're gonna kind of dive a little deep uh, to start with because I don't think I've ever really done that with you. Um, I think a lot of it's on the surface, kind of like what is your you know movie like and everything. But uh, I first wanted to talk about like did you did you have a good upbringing, good childhood? I did, yeah. I mean, after I escaped from the uh, the cage, you know, the but, cage. Yeah. Can no. you expand upon that a little bit? No, I'm kidding. No, I have two loving parents that are still married. I don't come from a broken home, but you know it's okay if you do. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, I wasn't uh, raised terribly. I had a great upbringing. I have a great family that I'm still in touch with and I love. And yeah, uh, I met your mom. I think she's been at a couple of the conventions and stuff yeah she she came with me for a little while i mean i've been doing the circuit for 10 years so so after a while you're just like why not you know for a little while you know what i mean because i live in la and she lives in new york so when i would do a signing somewhere in the middle she would meet me and then we'd spend the weekend together it was nice well before you moved to la i believe you know you like we when we met uh whole around but later you would come down to Virginia, so uh, you did like I think was it RavenCon? I want to say. Yeah, yeah, I was a guest at a RavenCon. Yeah, you were a guest, and uh, it was uh, uh, it was fun, man. I mean, just just hanging out with you. You, I mean, if anybody knows you, you do a ton of puns. Like, when did you get into that? Uh, well, I used to do stand up comedy until I sat down, and then my career was over. There so, you go. You know, I I started doing puns from actually doing conventions. So, you know, I, I love telling bad jokes and um, I don't enjoy small talk. And from doing a lot of conventions to go deeper and be real with you, a lot of people just talk about themselves or they talk about their career or, you know what I mean? They don't really have much to say. And so... I'd be hanging out in these celebrity green rooms and 
people would just kind of be boring. So I'm hanging out with these cool horror celebrities and people that I admired, but nobody really had anything interesting to say. And so I started just telling bad one-liners and you get, you get two reactions like that. It's, Oh God, tell me another one. Or it's like, Oh my God, tell me another one. It's, it's either one like that. So I just kept coming up with these bad jokes. And so one day I sat down and I wrote down a hundred bad one-liners and that book is available at Barnes and Noble and also uh, jamesbalsamo.com. It's called total punishment. <laughs> and um, do you know where vampires keep their beer? Where? In the Dracula. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Tell me another one. Yeah, yeah see, <laughs> vampire jokes are so draining. Uh, but see, that was that was the way. You, so I, I remember being at uh, RavenCon with you, and literally the whole whole night. That's all you did, and and I was like, I can't believe somebody can just keep that up. Like, I mean, your brain just works like that. It seems. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. I can, I can. If somebody is willing to listen, I can speak only in puns. But, it, you know, over the years, it's like I wrote two pun books and, um, it you know, it's something I could turn on and off. There's some people, they just, you know, they're like, get away from me, but tell me another one. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> it, it's funny because, yeah, I'm sure you there have been people who don't like those kind of jokes, but they're just like intrigued by the fact that you can just do them like off the top of your head. That's what it is. So even if somebody doesn't like puns, they appreciate the punishment. Well, there you go. And that's what your book is about. So people go buy that book. If you want to be punished. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up on cheesy comedies and stuff. Those are my favorite. And so, um, I'm sure you did too. Um, that's probably where you get a lot of your humor. Um, are you like, are you a big fan of like dad jokes and stuff? Is that the kind of stuff you also oh, like? I to? Like, I like mom jokes also. I don't discriminate. <laughs> that's true. I'm sure like you don't. People jokes. I like uh, Denise and the nephew jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So there you go. Well, I, I love just hearing like, you know your films like that you had a um your one uh movie um uh killer waves had a guy who just did that you know just did puns like a killer right that did nothing but puns and uh did you did you have fun like creating sort of another freddy krueger in a way yeah that's totally what inspired that is you know the puns of freddy and so the unholy diver the killer and killer waves tells puns as well as uh in my film slice 18 holes of terror movie that i made with john hit uh the killer named the bogeyman also tells golf puns so it's a hole in you and i did two of those movies with john slice one and slice two and in the first one we killed robbie krieger the guitar player from the doors with a door and so that was really fun. Well, did yeah. he? Did he like? Did he love that? Was he like all game for that? He he's a really fun guy, and he was totally up for you know whatever, which was really cool. So you know, it's it never surprises me 
who wants to play with me in this world of pretend in making movies? You know what I mean? It's, it's really fun. I've, I've, I've been so grateful to work with so many amazing celebrities and like ridiculous uh people of american pop culture that i've been able to murder in these horror comedies so it's it's really fun i gotta think like i think eric roberts gotta love you right you've worked with him right eric's been in several of my films but he must love you because a lot of your stuff's improv right it's not like a scripted thing He, he is brilliant to work with i love working with eric roberts because you just kind of tell him where to go and he's He's brilliant. You know what I mean? He's been acting for so long. He really understands what you need in an independent film. And you know what I mean? When time is the name of the game, he goes, okay, tell me like, you know, what am I saying and how long do I need to say it for? And he, you know, he just jumps in and he, he gives you what you need. And then he plays trumpet afterwards. <laughs> Which is amazing because it must be something that he naturally does because I was re-watching Best of the Best and he does that trumpet in that movie which means he must do that for his whole life. He must have done that for his whole life. He just goes he plays a form of trumpet in best of the best rewatch best of the best and there's a scene where uh he like checks into the hotel and he's sitting on the bed and he plays air trumpet with his mouth something he still does to this day hmm. which is i don't rem- I, I met him on uh collision earth and i don't remember him playing air trumpet i just remember him being very very nice to me um uh considering i, I think he thought that i was uh autistic or something because <laughs> he was like is uh i'm deaf in my left ear and i didn't hear the director call action and then i saw somebody moving i was like oh crap I'm, i missed my cue and like i was like where's my guy and he starts kind of coming to me to to like it felt like he was kind of come yell at me or whatever about it i was like oops i'm sorry i didn't hear you know yell action and uh eric roberts goes don't yell at that uh, that man he's doing a good job it's like Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you know? I was like an extra pretty much. I had like one line in the movie pretty much, but like I was a glorified extra and he was like saying that I was like I feel like he thinks I'm, you know, yeah. autistic or something, but it's okay. Whatever. Whatever you want to think, Eric. You know. <laughs> I I'd love to work with him, like I'd love to direct him. I think he would be he would yeah. be a really cool dude. So he, I'm glad you he, got to. Really yeah, he's really fun to direct because he can give you more or less and you know he likes to go big so yeah i'm sure um and and to be thinking like i mean did you grow up on his movies did you grow up in like popa greenwich village and things sure. like that oh yeah and i mean doctor who with that cool cape you know what i mean yeah so he's oh man i'm just i'm happy that like like you are living the dream right now. You're living the dream, like being able to actually, you know, get celebrities into your movies and and you know make them make them do crazy shit, you know, and stuff. Things that they probably never would do in any other movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I definitely uh, 
am excited, like I said, to play pretend because that's what films are. They're entertainment. They're escapism. You know what I mean? Especially horror and sci-fi and action. You know what I mean? Um, I just spent a month in North Carolina shooting two action movies back to back. And I spent the month like flying in helicopters, playing bass and, you know, doing shootouts on jet skis. And we ran cars over with tanks. So it's like being a little kid, you know what I mean? Playing with toys, tanks and stuff, but being grown up and playing with like real tanks and crushing cars. And we were in a biplane and then the biplane was like doing flips while a helicopter was filming it side by side. So, you know, it's uh, something I always wanted to do and I'm I'm doing it and I'm grateful for it. So, I bet you like five-year-old you like is 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 just smiling right now is like oh my goodness i'm uh, there there i am like i i dreamt about being in a tank or 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 having tanks crush things and then here i am doing it i'll tell you the reality of being in a tank it's it's not built for comfort or at least the one that i was in so uh i made these movies with a guy named sean baxter who owns uh concord taekwondo america in north carolina so if you're looking to do martial arts definitely go to concord taekwondo america but anyway sean is driving this tank because he's former army you know what i mean so he actually drove tanks so he's driving this tank and i'm in the back of the tank getting like thrown around like this filming b-roll while we're in the tank and it's like being inside of a metal trash can so i'm just getting like thrown back and forth inside of this real tank so i can't imagine you know what i mean uh what soldiers have to go through being in that because it's not it's not fun you know what i mean like the right. pretend aspect of it amazing you know what i mean being in karate geese in a tank super fun super silly but like the the horrors of war you know what i mean there was a they put a plastic skeleton on the course that you drive around on this tank and i just had a moment of like you know the reality of like what playing pretend you know what i mean there's like right separation of the reality and the horrors of war and then being a little kid and thinking like wow tanks are fun and like this is fun well, you know there are two totally separate entities like pretend and then the reality which is horror well i mean in, in real life not in the movies you know or whatever but in real life war is not fun i mean when people go in tanks they're going in there going oh my god this is a, this is the greatest time of my life this they're going there to go kill some fuckers you know and stuff yeah. you know like right. they're there to like for destruction yeah exactly what i'm saying so but you know the the image of being in a tank super cool but actually being in a tank <laughs> not very comfortable i mean i was well i mean you're on the bottom like my oh, ribs right. were like, okay, I think we got enough takes. Like, we're good. <laughs> I mean, you're on the bottom, like, looking up, right? Like, you're not, this is probably the most uncomfortable thing you have to do. Yeah, no, I was, so uh, it's level of, like, you drive it from the bottom. So I'm actually on top where the, uh, you know, the gunner kind of is. <laughs> so I'm getting like thrown around and then there's trees. And so I'm like getting smacked in the face by like long branches and stuff like that. 
while this thing's like going over hills and stuff. But it was, you know, uh, an amazing experience. But like I said, uh, not not physically fun, but it looks awesome. And that's how action is sometimes. Like the things that are uncomfortable look the coolest. Uh, Although yeah. I will tell you, I loved being in the helicopter. Like we took the door off of the helicopter and I'm strapped in the seatbelt and I'm hanging out of the helicopter playing bass. Like super fun. You like, do you ever see drone footage the way it like goes up so quick like that? Mm-hmm. Same, same feeling of the helicopter. You just kind of, you're on the ground and then you're immediately several stories in the air above the trees. It's really cool. I would, I would suggest it to anybody like, Try it because I I don't really enjoy heights, but I loved the helicopter. Super fun. Uh, that's crazy that you didn't you don't enjoy heights, and yet you'll be hanging off of a helicopter to 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 do that. Like that's crazy. Oh yeah, well as a thespian, I was acting like an action star. But <laughs> in the mantra of acting like a, an action star, I actually had a lot of fun. I was like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> And now, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit more about your acting, you, like yourself, like because, like, I mean, you've done other people's movies, but you mainly do your movies. You know, you're you're pretty much James Balsamo. You're you know, you play different roles, but a lot of times they're like, that's that's a James movie. You know, like they could see your style, they know that's your that's your thing. Um, do you think, like, as an actor, it's sort of do you, do you ever get like into the role where you're like all of a sudden you're you you become that person yeah that's exactly what i was talking about uh in the action movies you know what i mean because james balsamo isn't an action star you know what i mean i don't i have no real martial arts training i have no real i went to karate school when i was a little boy and i talked a lot in class and my master was like you keep talking i'm gonna put this tape on your mouth for like you know what i mean and i was like okay i'm done i don't want to do karate anymore that was it you know what i mean so i've got a few lessons in karate i wrestled in high school so i've got a little bit of uh jujitsu and and wrestling training but that is it it's all hobbies so i have to be like okay i am a karate cop and i i am an action star. So that is the mentality. Like whatever we were doing, which as a producer, I'm finding. So I'm in North Carolina and I'm calling crazy places. I'm like, hello, helicopter store. Can we use your helicopter and then have it chase motorcycles and then have a guy strapped in shooting a gun out of your helicopter? And he's all like, yeah, that's fine. And what? so wait, 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 go back to that. What, what, like, how did that, like, how does it just become fine? Like, I mean, I guess you just pay the the rate that they want, but like, yeah, they're yeah. they're so super duper cool about it. Well, that you know that that's my job as a as a producer, right? I have to like find places that let me do crazy things for pretend for these movies. So you know what I mean? I do you get turned down a lot. Oh yeah, a lot. <laughs> A lot but you wouldn't be surprised how much people say yes to me you know what i mean like it's it's amazing the numbers game so many more people want to play and make movie than the other group that are like oh no i you know you can't do that that's crazy i won't 
I won't let you do that. I won't. You can't touch my helicopter. You Thanks. know that kind of thing. Yeah, I get so, it. You know, uh, I was I was really, you know, uh, like amazed at all the crazy fun stuff that you could do in North Carolina. You know, coming from LA, you have to cr pay crazy amounts of money for permits and stuff like that all i'm doing is old 80s movies tactics like uh i had lunch with with sid haig and he was telling me about doing movies in the philippines they did that because they were cheaper you know mm -hmm. what i mean you can do crazy stuff in the philippines opposed to doing crazy stuff in los angeles and it still goes today you could do crazy stuff in north carolina opposed to doing crazy stuff in los angeles and so like i said i spent the month there we shot not one but two karate cop movies back to back and uh then i filmed another movie with darren ewing from troll 2 the guy that goes oh my god yeah i, I love darren yeah I, uh, you know, it, it's funny because yeah, like, um, uh, you're saying that and, and we, we, you know, we review movies for indie film cafe and we've been reviewing a couple Andy Sedaris movies and you're kind of like the next Andy Sedaris in a way, you know, like, um, and, and especially if you're saying you're getting these tanks and other stuff, that's what they would do. They have all the helicopters and they'd have, you know, on, um, well, the big thing with, with him was boobs, you know, which is Big thing with you too. You like women to show off their boobs, you know. Like you don't mind that, and um, and so and, and apparently women don't mind doing that for you. So that's awesome, you know. Um, but then you know he had to do that stuff in Hawaii, you know, yeah. because I bet L.A. wouldn't have let you know would have been cheaper to do. Yeah, you know, no, it's true. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just riding on the spin. So. Well, that's, I mean, but you're, but you, like, they look at an Andy Sedaris movie, they go, that's Andy Sedaris movie. They look at a James Balsamo movie, they still know that's a James Balsamo movie. Like, you have a style, which not a lot of directors in indie film have, you know, in my it. opinion. Well, thank so, you very much. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I look at your films, I'm like, okay, this is fun. I mean, there's, you, you know, you're going to see, uh, you're gonna see you as it's usually the the lead, you know. Um, and as I'm sure it was that you were the lead of Karate Cop, right? Or Karate Cops? Is that Cops? Yeah, there's two of us, me and Sean Baxter. We are a dynamic duo of crime fighting cops that do karate. Have you ever seen like I think it was in the '90s? There was a Karate Cop movie, another one. Did you ever see that movie? Just singular karate cop. Yeah, yeah. You guys are you're going a little bit more above right, and beyond. No. That's right. Yeah, this one. <laughs> but uh, I that's I think that's awesome that you've been able to make two movies back to back. That I mean they're they're all filmed right. They're done. Yeah, that's it. They're in the can. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just amazing. Like you're able, and I think you said earlier you were making like five movies, like back to back. Yeah. I, I don't know how you do it, man. Like, I mean, you it must like you you must be taking a break soon or something just to just to like ease off of everything. I don't know. I might be going back to New York to film another movie next week, so I just got to. So, yeah. no rest for the wicked, huh? 
That's it. You said it. And if anybody's listening that wants to make a movie, you can go to jamesbalsamo.com. And if you put in half the budget, I put in the other half and we split it and it goes through my distribution. So it goes to Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble and wherever major movies are sold. So you can make your own movie with me and just go to jamesbalsamo.com and find out how. So have you ever have you put any of your movies on Tubi? Uh, I have a whole bunch of films coming out on streaming this Christmas, so it'll be on over 200 channels, including Tubi, Redbox, and Crackle. Nice. And yeah. you said 200? No, 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 no. Oh, I was going to say, and I was like, did you make 200 already? <laughs> no, no, it, it'll be on over 200 okay. channels, including Tubi, Redbox, and Crackle. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great, cause like that that right there, just getting your name out there. Like, I'm sure your fans or or even new people haven't even discovered you yet, and they're going to, and they're going to be like, "Who is this James Balsamo guy?" You know, and yeah, no, that's always you know what's fun to me, John, is when I do a convention and I sell a movie to like a, a new fan. And then they go home and watch it in the same weekend that they bought the movie from me. They look at me differently. You know what I mean? Before, I'm just a guy. But the power of cinema is so crazy. Because mm. then I'm no longer a guy. I'm that guy from the movie that they saw. You know what I mean? So then they're like, oh, my God, you're the you're the dude in the TV. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's always really fun for me to see that moment in people's eyes. Because, like, you know, you see somebody you admire, like, you know, Robert England, who plays Freddy Krueger, or Kane Hodder, who plays Jason. You're like, oh, you're the guy. I know that you're the guy because I watched the behind the scenes and I seen you without the makeup. So... It's the same thing. After they see me on the movie, they're like, "Ah, oh, you're the you're the guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the guy." <laughs> I'll I'll tell you the the first like, uh, so I was at a convention in uh, Kentucky uh, called uh, uh, Fright Night Film Fest. I don't know if you've been there yet or not. You should go at some point if yeah. you haven't. Um, and I'm just. I'm just like, I don't know why. I was just like looking around at people's like stuff, but I wasn't looking at who they were, right? It was just kind of like checking, perusing people's uh, tables. And I see Prince Humperdinck pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, I thought it was somebody selling them or something. And I look up and there's Chris Sarandon like staring at me. Like, yeah. you know, do you want to buy my picture? You know, kind of thing. And I was just like, like where did I like I felt like I went into another like warp zone, you know, or something. Like I, I was like somewhere else that I wasn't, you know, and the same day my parents were actually in New York and went to the Ghostbusters firehouse. So like we were having a, a, a moment there where we were both kind of going and seeing kind of cool stuff. So I thought that was cool. But what was your what was your big like starstruck kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe I just met this person? Um, I don't get starstruck often. I just had a moment. Where was I? Well, honestly, I just talked to Jesse Ventura for over half an hour last weekend when I was signing in Atlanta. Governor Jesse Ventura. That's right. Former Governor Jesse Ventura. And he is he is brilliant. You know what I mean? He's somebody that's really interesting to talk to. And he told me 
crazy stories um, that'll just melt your brain, you know. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, it was really cool to talk to Jesse Ventura and then, uh, you know, seeing Mick Foley and getting him in my new movie, Robot Dracula, was also very exciting because Mick Foley's book, uh, Have a Nice Day, was the first book I ever read as a kid. And so, you know, big, big wrestling fan, super excited to get him in Robot Dracula. Um, but yeah, I work with so many celebrities. I try not to get starstruck because, you know, I want to I want to play with these people. So I try to like show them that I've I've kind of worked with big names. And so I'm like. I'm a fan, but I'm also a peer working in the entertainment industry. And so when you're drooling over somebody, it's hard to get them to do a cameo. Right. You know, like, uh, but, but take me through like a little bit of a process because like I saw, you had like Bam Margera and uh, Karate uh, Ghost 2, you know, and he has like, you know, I saw it. It's a small, small role, but it's like, it's the typical cameo thing where you know he's talking to the camera and saying whatever then all of a sudden whatever yeah i'm not gonna spoil anything but you know i'm not trying to because it's not out yet um but like stuff happens and it's really cool it's a it's a cool little uh scene but like do you just go up to him and just start having a normal conversation and then kind of work in that you're a filmmaker or does it kind of you know it it depends with bam margera that was actually a self-tape from bam because i'm friends with his his manager jack um jack daniel and uh jack he, daniel nice and so uh jack funny story bam and i did a show together in florida maybe seven eight years ago and i gave him a copy of my first film hack job because i know he had brought guar on his television show and i said listen guar's in this movie i'd love for you to do a cameo and he was saying okay and jack pulled him away and then told me like wait what is this for a movie oh no i don't think we could do this we here's my card we'll talk and so it took seven years for me to get bam margera to do a cameo and so you know people think oh i just meet him at a convention and i get him right there and sometimes yes that's true but with bam margera that cameo took me over seven years to get. So even though it's a quick cameo, Bam Margera is a huge star. You know what I mean? So whether he's in it for 30 seconds or he's in the whole movie, he's still in the movie. So for me, I'd rather have 80 celebrities that are come and go than have somebody star in the movie and only have one star. Right. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. So I for, uh, oh god, I was gonna say for me, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Meet Wally Sparks, which is like a you know the Rodney really, Dangerfield movie. Yeah, that's right, really fun Robbie Rodney Dangerfield movie. There are so many celebrity cameos in that in the blink of an eye, and like through the whole film, you're watching the movie and then you're like, oh my, oh, and then there's no way. Like that's what I love. I love that moment so that's something i've become known for where people are like oh yeah james balsamo gets these blink of an eye cameos it's on purpose because that feeling of being like what how is that guy in the movie 
no way. And then it goes on, and then it's like, oh, you got that guy too? No way. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I prefer that than, you know, mm. having one celebrity, especially working on low-budget films and, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I have so much money in comparison of Hollywood. I make, you know, seven movies for a craft service budget, like, you know what I mean? On a, mm. on a major multi-billion dollar feature. But I'll tell you this, my movies are in the same stores and I have the same distributor as Paramount. So in the long run, does it make more sense to make more movies that people can watch in 90 minutes or make multi-billion dollar movies that people go, eh, that was okay. Right. No, of course. Like, yeah, you'd rather them watch them and, and enjoy them for kind of what they are, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Um, It's funny. You, you say meet Wally Sparks. And my first thought is like the player, you know, had yeah. so many cameos and stuff. I think that's where our brains are a little different, you know, like meet Wally Sparks is more of what I think of your films, you know, or whatever. And uh, Rodney Dangerfield, whatever. I don't know if he, uh, directed the film or not i don't think he did but um i remember that being like wasn't that like kind of like jerry springer-ish kind of thing like yeah you know it, it's fun my my point is that you know what i mean the cameos of come and go moments where they're just they're brief and then because let's be honest john the movies are about me okay i am the star of these so like having somebody else star in the movie takes the light away from me i'm i'm here to tell the world about the greatness of the universe and the art of balance and so having a celebrity for 90 minutes takes that message away from me so really let's talk more about me yeah let's let's do it all about james balsamo i mean it's yeah. it's a james balsamo film it's sure. not an eric roberts film it's not That's a right. You know, they might be in it for like whatever, just to give you a brief little away from uh, James, just to, you know, so so it can't be all about you 24 seven, you know. But. Well, it, it just shows you who's friends with James Balsamo. You know yeah. what I mean? It's true. So. Like if they don't come back, they might not be friends with you, you know, right. necessarily, you know, but if they come back, you know, you said Eric's worked with you a bunch of times. I guarantee you. Tons of your uh, actors, tons of your cameos, like they love to come back and, and do more cameos. You know what I mean? It's it's fun. You know what's nice, John, is that since I've been doing so many films, you know, actors that I've worked with hit me up for cameos or they want to, you know what I mean? I always think that's fascinating. I'm like, you want to work with me again? Okay. All right. I like that. That's flattering. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, they can't have just one James Balsamo movie. They end up being... You know, more than one. Yeah, they're usually. like potatoes. You can't just have one. Hey, I've been in two, so I get it. Sure, like, yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's talk because uh, we met like we met earlier, whatever. We we talked about that, but then I saw you at Scares That Care. That was the uh, and I think it was the first Scares That Care, and you were a uh, I guess you were a vendor at that, <clears throat> you know, or celebrity guest, I guess, oh, you know, yeah. at it, and. Uh, you were there, and uh, I, I remember our, you know, our thing was like I was like, hey, I want to, because I knew you did hotel like scenes, you know, scenes in hotels, and I was like, are you doing anything for your new bite school movie? And you're like, 
Uh, yeah, uh, but do you know anybody who would get naked? And I did, you know, so, Yeah, you did. and so I, I said, sure. And I got you Stro, which you say you're a wrestling fan. So I'm sure you knew who Stro was Yeah. and, uh, uh, Roberta Lombardi and, uh, Ophelia Rain, you know, and everything that, that scene, just doing that was a lot of fun, you know, it, Yeah. I was. yeah, it, it just took us a break from the craziness of the convention. And I actually liked that. Like, I, I wish like more movies. I wish I would shoot more movies at, at conventions because, like, it 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 just like it takes you out of the convention for like a few hours so that you're, you know, and and you're doing something productive, you know, and everything. And so, yeah. Um, are you are there are there any other conventions that you're planning to hit up soon? Uh, yeah, I'll be doing Mad Monster Party in February, and that's in Concord, North Carolina. So I'll be going back to North Carolina in February. Um, I don't know if I'm doing anything else before that. I never know where I am week to week. Like I said, I literally just got back two days ago into Los Angeles from a month and a day in North Carolina. And then I got a phone today. I might be going to New York. <laughs> uh, it's interesting I got a that nice you're phone. like Right. Must be burning. your life is just like that crazy right you just Yeah, never it's weird. know what you're doing I never know. well it's good uh, Oh yeah, nice adventure. You know, you gotta you gotta live it to its fullest, John. well I mean not a lot of people can do that you know not a lot of people can have get up and go and stuff and um, I think it comes from the fact that you started with you know, hack job and you like, you just kept making movie after movie after movie. And you kind of built up a reputation that not only are you going to get a movie made, but you're going to get a fun movie made, you know, like, you know, nothing has been, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that was boring from you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't think I've ever gone, Oh man, I wish, I wish that one was better. You know, I, I think every single one, I'm like, yeah, it's just James, like, upping his game each time. Now we're going Thank to see you. uh, tanks. Now, does the tank fire? The tank, I'll, I'll tell you this, the tank... doesn't fire in real life it it might fire in the movie though i don't want to give too much away but um we do we do fight dinosaurs and uh we also fight the original guitar player of danzig john christ who plays a, a villain named tech neck who's able to remove his head and put on a gun for a head and so yeah there's Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff in, in this movie. Also, the lead singer of Dragon Force is in it, as well as the Panthers place kicker, um, Eddie. Eddie's in the movie. I filmed with him right after he won the first Panthers game of the season. It was It's crazy, John. Like, you know, I have so many crazy adventure stories. Um, I'll tell you that one real fast. So I'm in North Carolina. I... I go to North Carolina, first of all, to do a premiere of Karate Ghost 2, the movie I made with Joe Borlick that has Bam Margera in it. Also, Linnea Quigley's in it. And Misty uh, Wagner Joe and her, I think that was one of her screen debuts there. Yeah, and John Hennigan, who uh, formerly John Morrison from the WWE, currently Johnny TV in AEW. Anyway, I premiere this movie. Uh, Sean Baxter comes to the premiere. We filmed at his dojo. 
and he decides let's shoot a movie so we're we have a meeting about it we're at a morton steakhouse across the street from the panthers arena so we're, we're just about to shake hands on making this movie and the waiter goes hey uh, i don't know if you guys are sports fans but the place kicker from the panthers is here and he just won the game so he gets up he goes to the bathroom this is eddie the place kicker from the panthers when he comes out i go hey you want to be in a movie and just like that we film it right then and there and then bam right before the movie starts we've got an nfl cameo attached to karate cops and so that was it sean was like okay this is gonna be fun and then two days later i got the singer of dragon force and then the rest is crazy history uh, now, I wonder how things would have gone differently if you went into the bathroom and had yeah, asked him. Exactly. Yeah, I might have got kicked in some place. <laughs> he was a, yeah, it was a place kicker. There you go. Right. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I've got to tell these, you know, tell myself these years because I'm like, oh, okay, goodness. Wait, what? Um, but I, I absolutely love that. Like, I think that that is amazing that you're able to do that. And it just shows like each time you're just, like I said, you're upping your game. You're, you're, you're challenging yourself. Like, you know, did I, you know, what did, what haven't I put in a movie today? You know, I, I haven't put a, a character who had a, you know, gun for a head, you know, let's do that. You know? <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, what was, you know, so we talked about your celebrity stuff or whatever. And uh, has there been like um, some celebrities that have turned you down? I mean, you don't have to say oh, yeah. who, but do well, like. There's tons of, well, I'll, I'll tell you this one. The the late, great Louis Anderson almost played the devil in my movie Cool as Hell in 2013. Get so, out of here. Long, long story short, we're, I'm going back and forth emailing Louis Anderson uh, unfortunately, he turns it down, and then he does a show about diving with Fox. That, excuse me, led him to doing baskets with Fox's affiliate. Um, I forget the name of that station. But anyway, he played the mother in baskets, which he won. Was it FX? Yeah, FX. He, yeah. he did like... Uh, uh, he got like a daytime Emmy or not. I forget what it was. He won some major award for doing baskets. So if he would have done cool as hell, he never would have won that award. So, you know, sometimes it works out for them. Sometimes it works out for me, you know, but you never know. But that's the luck of the draw. So have you uh, have you been like asked by like Tommy Wiseau or somebody like that to be in your movie? Not yet, but uh, I'm waiting for that phone call, Tommy. <laughs> So I think Tommy's great, and I uh, I hope to get him to do a cameo for me someday. Because I I bet you could get Greg, Greg Cicero. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I think he would. Uh, I met him because he came to um, uh, he came to Williamsburg for uh, to to share uh, the room. You got to show us the room and uh, and uh, whatnot, and we got to watch that and and when he was outside and. And I had talked to him because Paul, my, you know, co-host or whatever, was like, Greg's just like sitting outside. You should go say hello to him, you know, well, because we've seen the movie a billion times. We don't really need to see the movie. We were there to meet him, you know, yeah. really, you know. So we came up to meet him and I, I was like, hey, I'm Jonathan Moody. He was like, oh, hey, man, because he knew me from like 
messages and stuff. And oh, I told okay. them I was planning to come, but uh, you know, didn't know how easy or how nice he would be. You know, I've not yeah. got him on the show yet. That's that's my plan is for Indie Film Cafe Spotlight. We got to get him on the show because he's a he's one of the guys that we we absolutely. Uh, adore him and Tommy and Neil Breen. I mean, uh, could you imagine if Tommy and Neil Breen were cameos in your movie? I would. Just... I, I reached out to Neil. Actually, I've also reached out to Tommy. I haven't heard back from either one of them. But like I said, you never know. So um, <laughs> sometimes when I I meet these people in person and then they do the cameo, they they're like, "Oh, you sent me a message. I don't know why I never saw this." So when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, they probably get a million messages per day, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, well, not a million, but, you know, a lot. And yeah, they probably just, like, after a while, if it doesn't look like something from, like, you know, I, I bet Tommy's looking for things like Fox, you know, or, you know, ABC or something, you know, like, you know, because he had that show. He had a freaking show on Hulu. Do you remember that? No. He had a show called Neighbors on Hulu. Uh and i watched it before i even knew who he was because i was like what is this show cuz everybody was talking about how bad it was and so yeah. i was like i don't know what the show is and i watched it it was awful it was just god awful but it was so funny like yeah. because of that and uh i was like i I, w I wish it stayed on hulu like i think disney was like what is this show why why do we have this on here get right can you get this <laughs> off here um but yeah, I I do you watch a lot of like uh, indie films to kind of not to get ex like inspiration or anything, but just to see what everybody else is doing. No, not really. I mean, I love movies, and uh, I just don't really make much time to watch them anymore. You know what I mean? I've been taking on so many projects. I just kind of like, you know, it's, I'll tell you a funny story. John Russo. Totally underrated. John Russo wrote mm -hmm. the original Night of Living Dead. Uh, brilliant genius that changed American cinema forever and does not get the credit that he deserves. I mean, he is an older gentleman and he does every convention that I do and then some. Mm -hmm. I was signing autographs at a barbecue in, in Virginia, actually, and John Russo had a booth Anyway, long story short, uh, when I started doing conventions, I gave John a copy of my movie, I Spill Your Guts, and he was very honest with me. He gave me back the movie. He said, listen, I really appreciate it, but you know, when you do this for a long time and you make movies, you don't really want to watch movies. You want to you know, do your work, go home, maybe watch the news, have a beer, and then go to sleep. And... At the time, I was offended. You know what I mean? I was like, mm -hmm. you know, why didn't he just take the movie? But the truth of it, John, is that he was so honest and real. And after doing this for 18 years, I finally understand where he's coming from. And I love him, in hindsight, so much more for that moment. And you know what I mean? It, it's just true. I don't really make time to watch movies because I'm so busy making them. You know what I mean? And I'm so worried about my own crazy ideas and getting them out of my head. I, I rarely sit down and, and watch movies. So I'll, I'll tell you, I, I tried to take the day for myself and I watched Prender 2 today. 
You know what I mean? I like 90s schlock and 80s schlock. That's what I like. So, <laughs> I mean, that movie is insane. If you get a chance, give it a rewatch. Predator 2. Yeah, like Danny the Danny Glover. Glover. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, chasing a predator around Los Angeles. It's very tongue-in-cheek, and it's done in such, like, a pseudo-serious way. Like, the whole time you're watching it, you're like, what? What is happening? Because with different music, it is a comedy through and through. You know what I mean? There's, like, bad one-liners in it. It's amazing. But that's the kind of stuff, if I have time, that's what I'm watching. I just saw he's in a new Disney movie that just came out on Disney Plus. Predator? Like, no, no, the uh, uh, Danny Glover. And uh, he's, uh, he's not the Predator, but that would be cool. Um, uh, <laughs> the Predator he, is working for Disney now. And well, and Danny Glover got to play Santa Claus in it. And nice. it's like, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I'm just like, at, at times I'm like, that's kind of cool, but then I'm like, that's just Disney being Disney, you know. Like, uh, yeah. out of all the actors, I'm very glad it was Danny Glover, you know, because they could have gotten like, Morgan Freeman or something, you know, yeah. or whatever to play Santa Claus, and then that just would have been probably. Yes, but he did it. He's old for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh man, uh, now it's getting well. This will be at, uh, and you know, out after Christmas, but. Since it's before Christmas that we're recording this, you know, is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie to you? Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? Both. Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily. Okay, I'm in a weird group here where I don't necessarily believe if the film takes place around a holiday, it makes it a holiday movie. Okay, because nope. like there are some holiday movies where they're like, this is a holiday movie. It's designed to watch during the holidays, like uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation, right? That is a holiday movie designed to watch during the holidays. My movie, Raven Van Slender Saves Christmas, is a holiday film intended to watch around the holiday season. Now, can you watch it any time? Sure, of course. Also, Lethal Weapon, is it about Christmas? No, Christmas is an afterthought in the film. So, is it a is it a Christmas movie? <sighs> you know, people that are so desperate for holiday films... Sure, it's a Christmas movie, but I don't really think so. It's a it's a movie that you can watch at any time of the year. In fact, I just watched it a few months ago, nowhere near Christmas time. I love rewatching all of the Lethal Weapons back to back to back every few years because they're so crazy and they're so fun. And who doesn't love Three Stooges references? Right, and and that's that's interesting. I like that. I mean, that's not. I don't think that's a weird thing like a group to be in because. It it is true. Like, should it be considered a Christmas movie? Probably not. Die Hard doesn't just take place around the Christmas time. I mean, it has a lot of Christmas stuff in it, like throughout the whole thing. So I Grim think that's Grim a harder one like, to. Gremlins is like that too. Well, Gremlins t- 
doesn't just take place on Christmas. It's like everything's Christmas. Like it's a Christmas toy. It's a Chris, you know, it's a lot of Christmas theme in, in that movie. Gremlins right. 2 is not a Christmas movie. Could not be. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Die Hard. Uh, I, I'm one of those people that can say that. I, 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 I could see Die Hard being considered. But, but then again, you're right though. Can you watch Die Hard any other time other than Christmas? Yes. Right. Can you watch a Christmas story any other time other than Christmas? Probably not. You know. Like but does that mean does it have to have Christmas in the title to make it feel yeah. like a Christmas movie? How many times are you watching Frosty the Snowman when it's not the holiday season? How many times are you watching Jingle All the Way when it's yeah, not the holiday right. season? Yeah, that's... well, that uh, that I'll watch maybe once out of season, but it is a holiday film. But I it do is... Jingle All the Way. I'm the Terrible Man. <laughs> Two governors that we just mentioned, the former that's governors. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly wish both of them were were back doing their their stuff because they were yeah. they were great. Um, however, I I do love seeing Ar- Arnold became like the Netflix. Uh, he called himself, I guess, the um, uh, action ambassador or something for Netflix. You know, and um, he so he is now like in charge of what action movies get placed in at least i think that's what i believe i read and i'm like that's insane to like think about you know yeah. right like for that so i yeah. love it um i'm i'm happy that we're able to get more arnold schwarzenegger movies <laughs> yeah, me too. um so let's uh let's talk real quick like um okay so you got robot dracula coming out you know yeah. you've got karate uh karate ghost 2 and is Karate Ghost One already come out? Karate Ghost is out, and Karate Ghost Two is coming out next month. And you've got like a ton of other Karate, the Karate Cop movies coming out, cops movies. Sorry, yep. it's not getting confused with the other. Other one is terrible. Yours is going to be a lot more fun. No offense to the guy who made Karate Cop, but like it's it's kind of goofy, you know. But yours is yeah. goofy, but I'm sure, but like in a completely like we know we're goofy. Yeah, you it's know. very tongue cheek. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. What's your favorite action movie of all time? Commando. Amanda. What's Command- that? Commando. Oh, Commando. That she said Amanda. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Amanda. She's Commando. Crazy. She's like jumping out of helicopters, and she's got a bazooka. <laughs> I loved. Uh. I like. I love Commando. I think that was great. Um. Freaking. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Milano, little Alyssa Milano, when she was yeah. before she found out who's the boss. Yeah, Mark Lester, brilliant, brilliant director, Mark Lester. So, yeah, and, do uh, you do you know him personally? I I do, Mark. I do know Mark Lester. Um, we met at the American Film Market, and uh, we've been Facebook friends ever since. That's awesome. You know, that's yeah. great when like your heroes, people that you really admired growing up, and all of a sudden they're people you actually can correspond with. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. <laughs> but you know, I love uh 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 Vernon um Wells and that like was yeah. just freaking. He's in um... my movie Alien Danger too. <sighs> 
Why wasn't he in Alien Danger 1? <laughs> he missed the boat. He <laughs> missed that boat, but he got he got on the second boat, I guess. Right. You know. Uh well, you know, he is in Mad Max too, so why would I put him in in the first one? That's what he does. He does sequels, so unless it's weird science where he just plays his role again, which makes it like the third one. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, or uh, space where he's the bad guy. I just love, I heard a story. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a story that John Hughes said he, you know, when he wrote the scene, like for that to happen, he wrote it with Vernon, uh, Vernon Wells's character in mind, not Vernon, but he was like, I want that specific character in my movie and yeah. he put him in the movie just like that and uh man i love michael that like, too. michael berryman yeah um dude i met him and i interviewed him and he is one of the most articulate people you'll ever meet mm-hmm. uh very very smart and he is so pro-union you know because what happened unfortunately on the crow you know and everything um so he's very, you know, and I'm apparently still happening today with union sets, you know, sadly, or non-union sets, um, sure. you know, which, oh, I, can you hear me? Okay. Sorry, my uh, my thing muted for a second. Um, But like, yeah, uh, did you have any, have you ever had any problems with stuff, you know, on your, on your sets? Nope. Well, see, it helps when you're not actually shooting people with like real squibs or anything. You're just CGIing it a lot more. Like that's easier and safer. I would bet. You know, like, do you prefer that than having a squib and shooting I people? Mean, uh, you know, I I've used squibs before. They look great. Um, they hurt a little more than they should i've i've done it where i've been squibbed and even with the uh the vest you still feel the impact of the little explosion that pushes out the blood pack so you know uh i don't love cgi but sometimes it's a necessary evil to keep people safe like i said i just did a lot of real action stunts so you're asking the wrong guy. I mean, I was up in the helicopter and I was up in the biplane and I was riding around on the Zamboni and the jet ski and I was holding the sloth. I'll tell you, the anteater almost clawed my face off, though. So I was snuggling an anteater with the karate belt on for the scene and it had these like horrifying murder claws and it just was like scratching into my brain you know that scene where freddy krueger rips off part of his skull and yeah. exposes his brain that's what i was worried was gonna happen when i pulled the ant eater off of my face <laughs> like <laughs> so you're like you know i don't need a stunt double i'm gonna i'm gonna do it myself and yeah. hug this ant eater you know <laughs> yeah. oh lord that's hilarious so yeah. i i I love that. That I think that's that's uh, that's actual shit. You know what I mean? Like people are are doing it for real. You know, uh, none of this. You know, when's my stunt double getting over here? Kind of bullshit. You know, you're like, fuck it, give me the anteater. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, 
what like how, how do you put that into a movie do you are you just like i haven't had an anteater in my movie let's let's get that over here actually i have had an anteater character in alien danger one and two there's like a chewbacca anteater character named bud and he's an anteater joe castro sculpted this amazing realistic anteater mask and so i was like you know what i want a real anteater and i found one in north carolina <laughs> you got a pet shop or something or no, it was a zoo so wait they, they let you just take it out of the zoo <laughs> well we filmed on the zoo grounds but yeah it's amazing what you could do jesus <laughs> christ man They're like oh i got tanks in my movie i got I go to the zoo and I just ask the zoo if we can shoot a radiator. <laughs> yeah, so I got a real, I'll tell you all the things I got. It's crazy. I got a sloth. I got two lemurs uh, that make horrifying noises. They make the scariest death cry, and that's just how they talk. I got a baby giraffe and uh, an anteater, as well as uh, an armadillo. I got a little armadillo. Gotta have an armadillo in there. Yep. And uh, a honey bear, they're they're called not a, a honey badger, not a honey badger. They're they're called uh, a honey bear, and their their real name is a, a kickachu. It's like a Pikachu, and they're really I was going to say kickachu. Yeah, it's a it's a kink a kinkachu, and they're called honey bears, and they've got these long tongues like the anteater, and these big eyes, and they're really cute, and uh, I believe they have like little poison in the tips of their claws something clawed me on the hand and my hands swelled up a little bit and i couldn't bend a finger but worth it they are cute i don't like them being called honey bears now because they're being kink shamed that's right <laughs> see now i'm just turning into you you know so, just trying to come up with uh other like little jokes and shit to throw in there but you know <laughs> you're you're a little quicker than i am i have to think about that for a second and like you know you could do it at the top of your head which i think is amazing i could um, bear it John. all right now that, that was that that was a little bit <laughs> like that was a little unbearable okay <laughs> um but yeah no I, I i love this i i love that you're able to go out there and make these movies and they're out a lot of them are out and available you said something like uh, some are coming to tubi or something coming to all the platforms they're, yep they're coming to cable tubi but you can get them right now walmart best buy or jamesbalsamo.com i would say go and to big jamesbalsamo.com because it goes directly to you yeah, well, it all goes to me. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all through my distribution. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, that's awesome. You're self-distributing. You know I mean? Either way, you know what I mean. So, I remember. <laughs> it's like choose your own adventure. It all leads back to this guy. Well, I mean, like, do you press your own uh, Blu-rays and DVDs? I do. I have a distributor. So I was like I said, I have the same distributor as. Paramount and Fox at the NHL. So, <laughs> like that's that. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't got any NHL people yet. Yet, I, did. I told you I got the place kicker from the Panthers. Well, I mean that's not NHL. NHL. That's NFL. There you go, NFL. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. Uh, not and, NHL and, yet. Yeah, no, not yet. But yeah, sure, that's coming. You just yeah, gotta meet but, them at their the. But you know, I, I will tell you from the bathroom. Hot. I will tell you a fun hockey story. So I went to one hockey game of the uh, the North Carolina Checkers while I was out there, 
and they put me on the Titantron, and then they had me replaying the whole night as one of their greatest uh, clips. And so the next day on the Checkers official YouTube channel is me as their uh, greatest hits screenshots. That's crazy, but like, what crazy. what were you doing that got you that notice? I, uh, you know, I was just cheering. You know what I mean? I was in the front row, and they, I don't know, they put me on the big screen, and that then they used me as their highlight reel. That must have that must have been fun. Yeah, it was you know? fun. Yeah, they were like, "Look, it's James Balsamo." That's right. Star of Cool as Hell. Yeah. <laughs> right here in North Carolina. <laughs> Down here, in North Carolina. Uh, I actually thought you had moved or something because I saw so many things from you doing that. I was like, damn, did he move out here? Like on the East yeah. Coast again. I was there for a whole, like I said, a month and a day. I'm back now. Do you enjoy living in LA? I do. I love it. You know what I mean? So It's just nice. Like the weather is just nice out there. And shit. And... Oh, yeah. It's way warmer than the East Coast. That's something I didn't miss when I was back in new york for a minute it's like oh it's cold here why am i freezing oh and you're you're going back in a week or so yeah, right remind me <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're like now now i'm like starting to think maybe should i you know <laughs> should i not well yeah. thank you so much james this has been awesome and um i think people are going to be really excited to see all the the different projects that you've been doing. And if they haven't seen any of your projects, hopefully they watch everything that you put out, you know, There's now, because, um, what 161 film products out right now are all of them that you've directed or all that you've been in period. So I know my... you've acted in other people's movies too. Like all, I've produced all of them. Yeah. I was going to say, cause like milfs versus zombies. It was awesome seeing you in that, you know, yeah, Brad Twig did that. I'm glad to see Brad Twig's still making some fun movies, and you know, I'm proud of him because I know I know Brad before he was making movies, and now he's cranking them out. So it's funny whenever I interview people that have worked with Brad, but they've known him for for a while. It's like pretty much the same thing. Like James L. Edwards was talking about how he. Uh, knew Brad when Brad was just like this little kid that would go to conventions and would just come up to him and say how much yeah. he loved his movies, you know, and stuff. And then he got to put them in his movies, you know, yeah. you like know what I mean? nah. from when you go to the circus to join it, you know what I mean? It's an exciting thing, yeah. We're all clowns, That's yeah. it. I think so. Or some, some of us might be trapeze artists, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what other stuffs at at circus because I don't really I'm go anymore. Man. There we go. You're the strong man. All right. You know, would I be like the bearded woman? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You're you're awesome. I I oh, yeah. absolutely always adore having you on my shows, like thank whatever you. one we're doing. So I. Uh, well, we'll have to. We haven't reviewed your movies yet, and it isn't because we don't like your movies. It's because there is like a billion movies out there. So I'm like, I we're going to. Paul really wants to do Robot Dracula, but like he's been talking about that since he heard about it, and yeah. he's like, when that comes out, we're reviewing that movie. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of fun ones in that one. All right, he'll he'll enjoy it. Um, and you get to work with our buddy G. Larry Butler a lot, so. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I just did a uh, hooked on Hitchcock episode with him. So, oh, nice. I love Larry. Yeah. He is. He's awesome. 
Like he does so much. He forgets that he does things. He's kind of like Eric Roberts because Eric Roberts yeah. forgets. He like, I, I, I mentioned to Eric, uh, you know, I loved you in suits. He goes, Oh yeah, I did that show. Didn't I? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he does so much, you know, yeah. and these actors, I love it that they're constantly working as oh, they yeah. should. Well, you know, I did, I did G Larry Butler's first starring feature film where he plays Jack Pepper, Banshee Hunter, and that's available now in Walmart, Best Buy, and Larry is the star of that movie. Also, Eric Roberts is in that. Full circle, I did it. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Go check out what, what is it called again? Jack Pepper's? Jack Pepper, Banshee Hunter. Banshee Hunter. Ah, oh, that's awesome. So, uh, I a whole movie with G. Larry Butler. How could you turn that down? Right star of double double d avenger you know right. <laughs> i'm sure you've seen that movie uh, yeah i own it on vhs oh he probably gave you a copy didn't he he gave me a copy too and paul he gave us all a copy and shit. i'm like that's awesome I, I mean paul already had it on dvd um i did not i still need to get it on dvd this is a classic but all right anyway guys uh tune in i think it's gonna be every other week um, so two two episodes a uh, month. Just don't think I'm going to be able to do it like weekly <laughs> for this because I do too much already. But uh, I want to say thank you once again, James. Everybody, uh, JamesBalsamo.com, right? That is your website. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people can pick up his movies there. And uh, also check out IndieFilmCafe.reviews. IndieFilmCafe.com uh popbean.com and uh patreon.com backslash indie film cafe if you want to donate one dollar and help us out with uh with the show so thank you so much and everybody else have a good one talk to you soon bye